Welcome data enthusiasts. We are Zuma, the recruitment consultancy focused 100% on data tech professionals in the Berlin region. And this is our podcast, Data for Good, connecting you with all things data. Today, we're joined by Lekan Eleshin. Lekan is director of data platform at HRS Group. And if you didn't know, HRS Group is a global technology business focused on business travel with the mission to reinvent how businesses stay, work, and pay. In context, Lekan is Berlin-based and his team are spread across Germany and the wider Europe and even India region. Lekan, welcome. How's it going with you today? Thanks a lot, Joseph. Um, it's Berlin cold and gray, but um, we make it happen. We make it work and we make it happen. We make it happen. That's the attitude. And let's make the podcast happen today. I understand um, you would like to talk us through data teams and how we deliver value to the customers first and technology second. Mm -hmm. Could you unravel this? What, what are your intent when you term it like this? Um, yeah, I think this started a long time ago when I started this begun, this mindset begun a long time ago when I started my journey as a technology person. I started as a software engineer, but I always questioned where the value was, right? And a lot of times as an engineer, I always assumed that the technology was first. So when we say, oh, it's a technology business, we always, I, in my head, I always assumed the technology was first. And I remember, I think it was my first job back in Nigeria as a software engineer. Um, the CTO was a startup and the CTO said, yeah, you, you all can work on this technology and you want to manage it all yourself, but you have to think about um, the value to the customer. And because that's, what's, that's where the money comes from, value to the customer and the value, the, the customer exchange brings in money in exchange for value. And um, ever since then, that stuck with me. And then I got into data. Um, and for data for a lot of data people, because I also started, started as a data engineer and then get, went into data science. For a lot of data folks, we assume that it's about the technology, it's about the data pipelines, it's about all this interest, the models, the statistics, the now generative AI and large language models. But if the customer is not getting value from it, then why are we doing it? And for me, it's really in this discussion, I hope to really communicate some of my learnings in the past couple of years and over a decade um, to the listeners to really rethink how we set up data teams with the focus on customer value first and then technology can come after. Um, just um, a brief, a short hint is that this is this talk or this podcast is like a pre-talk for my talk at the lead, uh, lead dev in Berlin. With the, the dry uh, run. The exactly, <laughs> and I um, make all, make all your mistakes. On exactly, the real thing, not now. Yeah. Get this perfect. Yeah, but also to add, right? So I had the same talk at the data festival in Munich about in mm -hmm. in June or July, and mm -hmm. I had someone reach out to me from a really huge company saying, "Could you please come talk to some of my folks about this thinking?" Right, because it was uh, a lot of people really didn't think about it from this perspective, even though they might know it in inherently. But it's really mind blowing to see how by just switch a change in mindset, right, can really go a long way with regards to how we structure data teams and how we deliver value to the customer and ultimately to the business. And then technology comes after. Mm. 
I, I, I recall uh, the earlier times of um, software development being part of new, uh, being newly part of business teams, and mm -hmm. software developers had to go through through a transition mm -hmm. of realizing that they're not just building shiny stuff that they like to use and is mm -hmm. actually quite difficult to use, but they mm -hmm. are building stuff with the customer in mind. And then came the whole evolution of uh, front-end development and much more user-centered mm -hmm. design. Mm -hmm. And although data professionals are trained from the get-go to be more commercially aware, there's still that transition that they're, they're going through in terms of being more commercially aware. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is more customer aware. Mm -hmm. So interesting perspective you bring. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think when I have um, new new colleagues joining my team, either as a data scientist, data engineer, or as a lead or a technical lead, um, lead engineer or lead data scientist, this is the first thing I ask them, which is, how well do you understand your uh, the HRS business, uh, or even any business at all, right? And for me, it's quite. They go through at least one week of, for me personally, not getting involved in technology at all but really immersing themselves into understanding the value proposition of our business as HRS to our customers, because that then that shifts how they think about how to leverage technology to leapfrog uh, the market. But if we go the other way around and say, oh yeah, how can we think about, uh, I remember uh, asking one of my lead data scientists joined recently to say, there is this new technology in town, it's called generative AI large language models. Come back to me in a week and tell me how this can be beneficial to HRS. And this person came back saying, oh yeah, we can build this, we can do that, we can do that. And I asked the person, so what do you understand uh, by the HRS business and the value proposition of HRS to the customer? And it turns out that there was a, a whole lot to learn. And then I gave the, this person another week to go learn about the HRS business, to go learn about the value stream or the, the team that they're part of, right? Mm -hmm. The value proposition that that's, let's, let's say that's probably the vertical, the value proposition of that, uh, that vertical to the HRS customer. And when they came back, they came up with, uh, a week after, they came up with more reasonable understanding of how they can leverage this technology to, um, to address, uh, to deliver value to the customer or the HRS customer or the customer as a whole, and then bring value to the business. And I think this is all I'm, I'm talking about in this podcast, right? Which is, it's not necessarily technology first. And you, you, you will see a lot of that in the LLM space. And I'm also active in that space um, where people say, oh yeah, we need this information retrieval and uh, RAG, DAG, whatever, this architecture, the transformer and all these things, which I'm also, in, I'm also keen about. Um, and you see everybody repeating the same thing, which is chatbots, chatbots or Q&A, mm -hmm. but not really getting to understand how this, how is our business structured and how can we mm -hmm. use this technology to leapfrog our value proposition mm -hmm. to our customer? And this is and what I'm do talking about. Yeah. Do customers need it? Whether they want it or not, do they mm -hmm. need it? Is it going to help them? Is it going to remove those points between... A maybe a purchase is being made mm -hmm. or that customer's retained okay I, I like your thought process there behind essentially recruitment and onboarding yeah with that i wonder how do you think data teams holistically should be set up to mm -hmm. deliver this customer value rather than delivering value to tech 
<laughs> yeah, I think it, in a nutshell, it's very simple, right? Um, and the question data leaders need to ask ourselves, we data leaders need to ask ourselves is, what is our value proposition to the customer or our customer or our uh, what's our value proposition to our, our customer? And what's the value chain? What, what does that value chain look like, right? So in some teams, they set up, in some companies, they may set up as domains. In some companies, they may set up, set up as value streams. In some companies, they may set up as however they want to set up. But what is the value chain of uh, value delivery to the customer? And you can, and usually in engineering, there's something, there's a shift left approach because there's always a right side, right, in mathematics. So there is something equal to something. So maybe on a shift left is where we as a business are, on the right-hand side is the value to the customer. And then we see how does that value chain look like when we're delivering value to the customer? And then data teams should be aligned across the value chain delivery to the customer, not um, value chain delivery with regards to technology. No, it's the value chain delivery to the customer. And then they can have, um, as a setup, they can have a it's a central team having platforms or some platform to ease delivery or development of data capabilities. Uh, but more importantly, I, and I think this is the whole idea of, at least for how I understand it, data mesh, because I've been following it since yeah. 2018. Yeah. Um, but I'm not so strong on data mesh. <laughs> I have a different okay. view about it. Um, okay. But my well, focus is structure the team along the value proposition to the customer. Okay, super. But it sounds like you were describing data mesh. So in terms of team members being embedded in business or customer mm -hmm. value areas. So mm -hmm. what are your perspectives on data mesh if you're not fully bought in? Yeah, I think um, when I've forgotten her name right now, I'm sorry if I cannot pronounce the name properly because I started listening to her on the Thought, uh, ThoughtWorks podcast as far back as 2018. And I really like Ball the idea. Podcast, okay. Um, and when she when it was first proposed uh, with regards to domain driven design and all that, which it was then bringing domain driven design into the, how to build data products, which kind of made sense. But I think the engineering community or the data community then caught on to the uh, to that thought or to that concept from an engineering standpoint, from a technology standpoint. So people were like, oh, mm. we need to start building. We have a data mesh. And for me, it's not like we have a data mesh. We have value proposition to our customers. And this is how we deliver value to our customers. It can be centralized, decentralized, or a combination of both. But it is more importantly about the value delivery to the customer. And then how you structure that is maybe the, the how uh, it's put in the data mesh concept as a social technical concept. But you see a lot of people that talk about data meshes, at least from my view, I'm not saying data mesh is wrong. It's that they focus on the technical concept, which is, oh, we need to have data domains. We need to have this data product manager in there. And we need to put data people around the person. There needs to be data ownership, but not really thinking about the social, the social part, which is the organizational change that needs to happen. And if you think about that organizational change that needs to happen, in my view, right, how many companies we shouldn't think about Facebook, Google, and all that right now, right? Think about how many companies can actually afford to staff their teams or their value streams or their domains with dedicated data product manager, data engineers, data scientists for each domain. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is a lot of mm -hmm. money that they have to invest. And if you ask, more, a lot of company leaders don't even understand the concept. And we need to think, if we speak from the language of, 
we need to deliver value to the customer and this is how we need to align then they start you can start iteratively the transformation process of oh yeah this value stream or this domain can have a dedicated data team and they've delivered value to the customer then we can add another another domain or another team or another value proposition until all the value all the domains are then fully staffed or fully equipped not necessarily staffed but equipped to run on their own and to, to then be to then maybe mature into the concept of data mesh mm. would you have those teams cross-functional considering that if they're delivering to the value of one domain they might be using their their knowledge and expertise in that domain to assist with another domain or do you think they should be kept within that one area i think they, they can be both i mean this is largely dependent on the business context right in a business where you need to have a lot of people working across multiple use cases they can be they can it can happen like that and to the point of cross-functional definitely when they are embedded in a domain it's then that domain they then become part of the cross-functional team so we have um, software engineers, we have product managers, we have salespeople, we have go to market, we have product marketing, we have data folks as part of that specific domain. That this is my understanding of cross functional. And for my teams, usually when someone starts, we have a tenant. <laughs> I have a, let me see how many pages is it? I think about, hold on, let me think very well. It's about more, at least six pages that illustrates how we work as a team. So, it is very clear from point one, it is we are cross-functional. We have a few tenants. Um, I will just touch on a few of them. And now we organize, we focus on business value. We engage in research, but we are not using re research as our fo core focus. We engage in research to deliver business value. And we are accountable for success, not in terms of model accuracy. <laughs> Or the number of data sets, but in terms of the business value that the work that we deliver generates. Okay, okay. So that's building your models again with the customer in mind rather than building your model with only uh, data architecture or, or data quality in mind. Or data, even data science. I, I guess, yeah, data science. All the accuracy in data science would follow if the customer's getting value. Would that would that be fair to say? Could, yeah. Could it be? Yeah. yeah, the data would have to be accurate, right? So let me give you an example. Um, so I was having with one of my teams. I I was in a sprint review today, um, and they were showing me. Oh yeah, we improved accuracy by, we got an accuracy of something percent, like seven percent on something. And right there in my seat, I was I'm working from I was I'm working from home today. I was literally pissed off. Right, because they completely deviated from the tenets that we agreed to as a team to work with, which is mm. how does that accuracy translate into customer value? If you mm. cannot tell me <laughs> what how that accuracy translates into customer value, then please do not show me that metric. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean that makes clear sense, right? Yeah, but, but especially given the, the maxim of keeping uh, customer in mind. Yeah, and okay. this is. Yeah, and this is our leading principle. This is the first leading principle that we have at HRS, which is customer view first. And um, mm -hmm. later I attended the retrospective with yeah, just because I wanted to also understand why they're having that shift. And the scientist that showed that realized that maybe he or, he or she needs to recalibrate, to really think, because they understood my questions during the review. 
And then they took it upon themselves to really think through the questions I asked them, you know, just normal coaching session during that I have during their retrospective to really help them to really rethink their approach. Like, yeah, maybe I should really focus on um, the customer value how to, or, or how to translate that to customer value. On the other hand, I'm also a very technical guy. I still write code. I'm super excited about when I build something, but there is a balance uh, where as technical people, we know to understand that customer value first, and then we can show the fancy technology to our colleagues um, as much as uh, we want. But when it comes to okay. value delivery, it's, it's customer first. Okay. I, I wonder then, thinking, considering delivery, how do you organize your workflows to make sure that team members are delivering customer value right from ideation to execution? How is it mm -hmm. organized so that team members don't veer off track like it seems like they might have done here mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i think um personally this is what i do so like i said i have a six page at least six page um document that says <laughs> so that has that clearly details all the work it, it goes into details it goes Exhaustive. into detail. you need to um, share that yeah <laughs> anyone that wants to see at least a high level view of it they can attend lead dev or tune in i think yeah. it's it's very extensive it's at least six pages and this is because i i want to remove as much as much as possible any ambiguity yeah this is for okay. me is very important and to ideation right and then to the question you asked um usually start from a strategic initiative and for me if we are doing anything that is not informed we are not google we are not Facebook, we're not Amazon that can just sit down and write a research paper and then take that into business. We are HRS and our core focus is our customer. For mm -hmm. us, that's very, very important. Anything yeah. that my team has to engage on is very, very important to start from a strategic initiative. Yeah. And we have okay. several... Sorry, sorry. Yeah. We have several strategic initiatives. Now, when we have a strategic initiative, that's the ideation. The ideation starts around that. Who is the sponsor of this strategic initiative? Is it within the domain? Is it cross domain? Is it cross team? We identify that and then sit with them to really tease out what hypothesis do they have? What business decisions do they want to make? And what data do they think might? This is the very, very, might is the action word there, not data will, or what data will help us to understand what data might. And once we start with that, then the team gets into data work, which is a lot of exploration. And for me, mm. um, I would not allow any of my team members to say, oh, we're doing data exploration for more than um, a week. That's way too long, right? In one of our tenets, mm. it says, we do data exploration and we ship an analytic output iteratively. An analytic output can be a data visualization in the dashboard or, or some data visualization tool. It can be tables. It can be um, whatever it is, but it has to be shareable iteratively right there has to and in coming up with that they, they have to define clear hypothesis that we want to test so a clear hypothesis from a business standpoint how we want to measure and then what might be the what are the next steps and to in communicating those they can do it via slides and if it's something more detailed they, then you have to write some document that really explains and if you cannot mm. share with me almost every data scientist on my team has written that document in at least one of them <laughs> Mm -hmm. And this is and this is not uh, because it's it's essential that they understand what they how to tie what they're doing to the business and how to write what they're doing in the context of business. So there's a course from I think Oxford 
university online, it's called business writing. Not every one of them takes it, um, but then they mm -hmm. have to, at least I coach them in write business writing so that they can translate, oh, we looked at this and that, and this is the accuracy, and this is what the data is telling us to a business type of on this, uh, uh, expression. Mm -hmm. Once that's done, um, they can they share with the people, the stakeholders, I don't like to use the word, uh, and then there's an iterative process ongoing. If it needs to go into a machine learning model that goes into production, then it goes into production. If it's just an analytic output that is consumed on a consistent basis to make decisions, then they also do that, right? But that's how it goes. And they have monitoring in place. They have, and then, then they leverage what the platform or the data platform team has built. So they don't, they don't, they don't have to reinvent the wheel at every point in time. So, yeah. Okay. Um... You, you've given some advice for leaders mm -hmm. to spread culturally across teams. You've shared parts of your blueprint or the formulas that your teams adopt. I wonder if we look, if we consider seniors and uh, intermediates and juniors, or data science, data analytics, and data engineering professionals, what can they be doing now? to adopt this customer mm -hmm. first mindset and to truly understand and align with the customer value? I think the first for seniors, I'll start with seniors, is to ask their managers or their leaders, where, how do we make money <laughs> as a business? Who is, the, who is our customer? And how is what I'm doing delivering value to the customer? Because this also helps the leader to rethink. Um, mm -hmm. um, because as leaders, we can form all this strategy and really get into operational mode where we say, oh yeah, the team has to keep performing. We need high performance teams or really shipping stuff. But we're not thinking about who is the customer? What is the value to the customer? And for me, I would say as seniors, as principals, as staff, sit with the manager or the leader and ask, who is our customer? And how is what I'm doing delivering value to the customer? Um, for juniors, right, is they can also, or juniors or meets, they can also ask the same question, but then they need to have a different mindset, different mindset uh, from getting to operational into thinking value, uh, value to the customer. Value that, I think that's the first step to start with. And then for seniors to ask, now we understand you've helped me to define who the customer is. How can I engage across different domains to make sure that my work or our work as a team is delivering value. What are the key strategic initiatives that are important for our business for the next quarter or six months, depending on the cadence of planning cadence that they have in the organization? Where can we find that information? And I think a lot of people attend this, this all hands uh, that engineering companies have or technology companies have, and they don't take away what the key strategic initiatives um, in my view, a lot of all hands starting with, oh, this is a, these are the key metrics for the company. And people are looking on, yeah, let's see, let's see. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you. One hour, one hour, 30 minutes, they're gone. But those key metrics that are important for the business are the starting points of key strategic initiatives that a data scientist or a data team can work on. Imagine if I, where I, my, my, you and I, I'm the CTO, you're the CPO. And we have um, our all hands, we say, in our podcast, we have 700 listeners. We are we're showing key metrics that are important. And then a data team comes and says, oh, Joshua, um, Joseph, uh, sorry, I missed your name there. Um, 
we, you know, uh, my team and I looked at the numbers that you shared and we found a couple of things that might improve. Our head will go nuts, like show us the numbers, show us what you've done. But if they come and said, now, you know what? We can translate this podcast to English, uh, Yoruba, because I'm from the southwestern part of Nigeria. And they show us, we will be asking the question, so how does that help us to move the business forward? But if they come and say, well, you know, we have metrics, we have data that shows us how to grow listeners, how to increase sessions, how to increase num uh, hours, listening hours, and how this ultimately converts to business for you, that would be a different conversation. Which one would you value more? The ones that come and say, oh, we know we build this LLM that can translate to different languages, and the one that comes and says, we can really grow this important metric that uh, we value as a business. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> so strong advice there and a strong sentiment that's pervaded the whole conversation. I wonder if customer value is central to a data team's structure and, and their mindset, do you see data team structures changing anytime soon, given that I don't think customer value is central to every team's um, prerogative. Mm -hmm. Do you see data team structures changing anytime soon to meet this? I think it will. I think the data mesh um, movement is really helping. I think we, we just need to find a way to move away from the technical concepts to, um, to start thinking about, at least add to that, um, the business value or the customer view first. And to the question, I think uh, the question is very interesting because someone also asked me a similar question, which is what happens to data initiatives like data governance and all this stuff? And I listen to McKinsey a lot, the podcast, I watch Bloomberg a lot. And when I listen to all these things, they usually say customer, they all usually talk about the customer and the investor. And I'm thinking to myself, um, thinking to myself, so what is your, how does your data governance program as a data team contribute to investor relations? And people will go like, it doesn't have to because of this. You have to align your initiatives with, depending if it's a public company or not, investor relations and customer value. Those things don't go away. Once you align that, then it's a lot easier to have the discussion with higher ups and say, along the delivery to, along our value delivery to customer, we are in adding data governance policies that help us to ensure data security, that help us, helps us to ensure data privacy of our customers, that ensures, helps us to ensure that there is data documentation or data discovery. It should be along the value chain or value delivery to the customer, and it shouldn't be the, the, uh, any other way, at least from my viewpoint. Once that's in place, then we can easily align data initiatives with the uh, company initiatives, which then deliver value to the customer. Maybe if then it's a public company, ultimately delivers value to the broader market. With this in mind, do you think we're missing a lot with data strategy at this stage? <laughs> you said the, these things that need to be in place around data quality and data governance, then yeah. we can work on data strategy. It strikes me that if that's the case, then we're not at the stage of um, wholly putting customer first. Given that there's so much emphasis that should be put on data quality and data governance, do you think data strategy needs to evolve 
a lot to meet the real needs of the business and that is customer or are we already there i think for some businesses there we are there for some businesses we need to evolve um but in my view it's the data strategy is not different from the company strategy it has to evolve from the company strategy and a lot of times i think i don't know how people set up their data strategy but data strategy is for us at HRS is evolved from or derives, not evolves, derives from our company strategy, even our product strategy. And it is about value delivery to the customer. Everything that we put in place, data security, we are heavy on that because we're 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 dealing with enterprises, right? Think about Fortune 500, Fortune 1000 companies. These are things people that we deal with. We have data privacy is number one on our list, but it's strongly aligned with how we ship product to our, our, our ship value to our customer. And for me, it is um, as, as a leader, I, this is ultimately, if I'm deriving any strategy at all, it has to follow from how we ship value to our customer, data, data security and things around data documentation, all those things that people care about, data contracts and all those things that data engineers and data people love, it has to derive from our company strategy. Got it, got it. And company strategy is determined by senior leadership and even investors. Mm -hmm. Okay, thanks for sharing that. It seems like we do have a lot to go, um, a, a lot to do. Um, but that's great. It's the evolution that every division of a company needs to make. Mm -hmm. In closing, what advice would you give? And I know you've given several pieces of advice advice to individual contributors as well as leaders already what final piece of advice would you give to ICs and data leaders who we know should embark on this customer value journey hmm, that's a very great one let me think <laughs> it's very difficult because you've already yeah. given so much I think it's to embrace the customer value first approach and align initiatives or their strategy which then leads to initiatives along that along that value uh, value proposition and then ex have reduce ambiguity for your data teams it's very very important and and for me it's it's one if, if someone starts i remember a, a colleague of one of the i think one of the product, technical product managers on my team usually used to be on my team we had a new joiner and i shared the document with the new joiner and she did she said take this document as the bible <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah. i'm just saying like this is uh, sure. uh, the, the idea is to take this and understand this document because this is how we operate as a team to remove a lot of ambiguity mm. Um, even though that was the word she used, but then the idea is that understand this document because this is how performance will be measured at, from an individual level, from a team level, and to ensure that we are delivering value to the customer. For me, it's, it's very, very, re remove for data leaders, remove ambiguity for your teams as much as possible so that they understand how their work ties to the broader company strategy and delivers value to the customer. Mm -hmm. 
and that strategy is based on the customer so they are one and the same thing exactly keep it aligned remove ambiguity i like it okay Lakan. really appreciate your time today really appreciate your insights i think it's somewhat challenging uh, for many data teams and leaders so it's a great piece of insight for them and mm -hmm. uh, yeah for anyone who has questions or comments as always post them in the comments send them di direct to myself or to Lakan, and we'll see you all next time thank you thanks a lot joseph